Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast. Each week you'll be able to check in for our messages from Sunday and other material. We hope that our messages encourage you in your walk and daily faith with Jesus. Make sure to check out our website, BethelStratford.org. summer. I hope you have as well. Uh, certainly the last half of the summer had me all over the map uh, and uh, Gracie was with us for a lot of time and uh, we had a great chance and, and I mentioned to you just a couple Sundays ago how, how God spoke to me through an, uh, an assignment that was given to me from another pastor and the other pastor gave me this assignment and he said I want you to speak on this topic and the topic that he gave me was a quote. It was a quote uh, from William Carey and uh, William Carey, some 200 and maybe 50 years ago, said, we need to expect great things from God, and we need to attempt great things for God. And, and the pastor, oh, when he gave it to me, uh, it, really, it, it really stirred up something inside of me. I, I realized that my, my expectation uh, of God had dropped off, quite frankly, and I noticed that in my, you know, I just wasn't expecting God to do as much as I, that I knew he should. You know why? Because I had started to limit God based upon my experience in history. And I realized, man, God, I'm limiting you based beyond what I know. And you're much greater than that. And we want to talk to you about that in a moment. But here, here's what I want to say to you this morning. I believe with all my heart, within my expecting God, great things from God, I want you to know what it includes. It includes the fact that you're here this morning. It includes this, this fact that somehow God, by his Holy Spirit, got you here. It, will, it may have been somebody invited you. Uh, it, it, may, it, meant, it may have been just for, well, it was grandparents Sunday, so we'll come. Uh, and this could be a number of reasons, but I want you to know that behind that, God's Spirit has been working to bring you to this place. And I believe that God wants to meet you personally this morning, and I, and I believe that he wants to have an encounter with you. I believe that he wants you to know what it is to meet Jesus, his son, as the resurrected, not some Jesus on a cross, not some, some historic Jesus that, that you may be aware of in some, some picture book, but Jesus, resurrected Jesus, the one who was hung on the cross, died and buried, and rose again, God wants you to have an encounter with his son. And so, so with that in mind, I, I want to uh, bring to you a, 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 a message today, a message uh, that uh, I, I believe is, is pertinent for us uh, and for the hour that we uh, live in. Uh, how many are familiar with the old TV sitcom called Cheers? Anybody remember Cheers? Okay. And uh, uh, Cheers... Uh, they always had the theme about that. Cheers was, if you went to that place, everybody knows your name, right? Everybody knows your name. Well, I've been in Stratford now for 30 years, and so I have the privilege. I have the privilege of going into some restaurants. And uh, I have a favorite restaurant here in town. I mean, I like them all, really, to be honest with you. But, but there, are, uh, there are a few that are set apart because they know me. They know me. When I... When I walk in the door, they smile. 
and, and they call me by my first name. And, and, and all I have to do is just kind of nod at them, and they already know what I want. They, they know, I mean, they have all kinds of abbreviations, and they have it right now, and they'll just say, what do you want? And they'll list off the thing. That's it. That's what I want. And they know, hold the beans, because I don't like beans. But, but I'll know, and I, I go to this one place, and the guy knows all the time. He says, okay, I know what you want. You want, you want your, uh, 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 he says, your uh, sausage, uh, you want your eggs over easy, and you want brown bread. That's pretty good, isn't it? And so he, he says, he, he calls it SOB. I'm, not what you think that means. But I had to say it for sure that you understand that it means sausage, eggs over easy, and brown bread. But that's what it will tell me. I get embarrassed all the time. Because I try to take people from our church there, and I'm embarrassed by what he says. But you need to know who that is. And um, Mike, you know who I'm talking about right now, okay? Because it's Mike's brother that does that. <laughs> There's a chapter in Daniel, chapter 11. And, and you're familiar with Daniel, Daniel in the lion's den, and we want to reference that in just a moment. But in chapter 11 of Daniel, uh, Daniel is writing, he is writing about some uh, end times. He's, he's writing about last days, and quite frankly, uh, it, was, it was quite doom and gloom, and there's a lot of negative thing that he's, he's writing about, and if you only read certain portions of this chapter, you kind of walk away and think, yeah, that's very, very depressing, and and you don't want to have anything uh, to do with it. But as you read this chapter, you find that he's describing a time. He's describing an atmosphere in which God wants to make himself known. He's describing an atmosphere where God's intent for his people uh, is, is to shine like the noonday sun in the midst of a whole lot of spiritual darkness. Over in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, and this is what I want to zero in on this morning. I want to zero in on this verse alone. So follow along with me. i got a few things to reference it with you this morning. Then I want to conclude with a video. So Daniel chapter 11, 32, and says this, And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flattery. So the first half of the verse kind of leaves, man, where does that go? But the second half of the verse describes what God, plans and wants to do through people like you and me. He says, but the people that do know their God, going into the restaurant and being known, knowing your name, but the people that do know their God shall be strong, shall be strong and do exploits. Do exploits. Read it again. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do X points. So here's, here's the three-point outline. Most preachers, that's how they do it. They get in church and they have three points. So the first point is this. Knowing God. Or, in other words, what they know. What do you know about God? Number two. Being strong. How strong are you spiritually? And number three. Doing exploits. In other words, what they do. One has said this about that verse. He says, notice that these three characteristics of the child of God are related. 
For only as we know God can we be strong, and only as we are strong can we undertake exploits in the name of the Lord. And this person goes on to say, conversely, or the, the opposite, if we, if we are not doing exploits. And I may have lost you this morning when I use that word exploits, but that's okay. We, we need to address that in, in just a moment. And he says, if we are not doing exploits for God, goes on to say, it is because we are not strong. And then he goes on to say, and if we are not strong, it is because we do not know God well enough. Think about it. Number one, we must know God. I got a little chest up here today. It's got some things in it for us. But just I wanted to uh, just bring a couple of things that will help illustrate the point this morning. But we must know God. It is our responsibility. We get to know God as we spend time in communion and in fellowship with him. We get to know him as we listen to him speaking to us through consistent time in the word of God. Beautiful Bible here. This is a family Bible. Most people nowadays have a lot smaller Bibles. A lot of them have nice leather bindings. Uh, a lot of people, like myself included, uh, we have uh, our Bibles are on our, our smartphones or our iPads. I mean, there's all kinds of ways that you can uh, get, get the word into you. But the word of God is so key to us. We get to know him as we listen to him speaking to us through consistent time in his word. Now that would seem like a no-brainer, correct? Well, Pastor Chad and I, we've had some comparison. We compared some notes uh, just on, on this whole thing of hearing and reading the word of God. Just recently, I went, went once again, I did research on how Canadians are, are faring when it comes to reading the word of God. And, and what they have found in their research that only 11 percent of Canadians read the word of God. Only 11 percent of Canadians read the word of God. The Bible says this, faith, and, and, and it says this about God, it's impossible to please God without faith. You got to come to him, faith, you got to believe in him, you got to trust him. You come to him because you know who he is. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How on earth are you going to know God if only 11% are spending time in the word of God? You know, as I think about this, it just reminds us how much we are committed here as a church. And, and we do offer on, on Thursday nights as long with cleansing streams. And it's so important, all the courses and the small groups that we are we are. Uh, 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 presenting to you. One is called 40 Days in the Word. And if you have not taken 40 Days in the Word, you need to because we do not want it said of this church that only 11% of the people that went to this church read the Word of God. And you know what? We don't think that's true. 
We think there's more than that. But when we stand before God, and I refer to Pastor Chad and this pastoral staff, when we stand before God, we don't want him looking at us and saying, you know, your church, only, only 11% of them were reading the word of God. And you didn't do a good enough job on letting them know how they could read the word of God and how they could study the word of God. And so that they could get the word into them and they could apply it to them in their daily lives. We don't want God to say that to us. And so that's why we have, we have the preaching like we have. That's why we have on Thursday nights 40 days in the word. And I would really encourage you. And Damien, Damien Riley is our, is our instructor on that. And he's a great man of God. He loves the word of God. And, I, and here's, here's what I suggest to you. If, if, if you can't make it Thursday night and you're, and you're struggling. And we know that a lot of people struggle with reading the word of God and studying the word of God. If you're in that position and you can't make it Thursday night. Please give Damien a call. Damien could talk to you and Damien could help you and he could just walk you through a number of things that, that he's teaching on. And so it's not just the Thursday night, but it's something that you could uh, get a hold of. So 40 days uh, is, is in the word. So may it, it be said of us that when God is able to, he looks down from heaven and he's looking at churches throughout the land. He's looking over here at Bethel Church and say, you know what? I can count on that church because they know me. That church, they're in the book. They're, they're reading the Bible. And, and it's not 11% there. They don't represent Canada. They represent people that have a heart for God. And so, so a heart for God. So this morning, and I want you to know something else. I, you know, we're part of the festival praise. And the festival of praise uh, is, is a group of churches, really, it's more than churches, it's Christians that are coming together. And they come together once uh, uh, in the fall, and we call it a festival of praise weekend, and that will come up next month. The leadership of the festival of praise feels so strongly about the word of God. Here's what they're doing. That the week before the festival of praise, starting on the Sunday afternoon, we are going to enter into a Bible marathon. And what we're going to do starting that Sunday afternoon, and we need 300 people. We need at least 300 people reading a 15-minute segment uh, piece. We are going to read through the whole Bible, the Word of God, starting that Sunday afternoon. And then just as we come throughout the week and, and the Friday night, starting right here in this service at the first service of the Festival of Praise, we are going to conclude. We're going to conclude with the last chapter of Revelation. I want you to know, we're going to conclude, and I want the word is going to be declared throughout the city. And we believe there's something to be said about the word of God going out, going forth, and going especially over the city. And I want you to know, people, that as the word goes forth, and the Bible says this, and God promises that the word will not return void. And I want to encourage you to be part of that. I want to encourage you to be uh, people that are in the book so that you will know your God. We get to know him by speaking to him in prayer times. We get to know him by observing the ways he works. And there's so many cool things. Uh, and there's so many uh, there's, um, <laughs> uh, TV programs. There's iPods. Uh, I mean, the podcasts are amazing that you're just letting us know what God is doing in our world. And we get to know him. Knowing God, if you get to know God, then you start getting strong. I'd like to tell you right now on my hands, I got a 50-pound weight. I really like to tell you that. But that's not the truth. I'm having a rough time with 10 pounds. Okay. But the Bible makes it quite clear that if we get to know God, we will be strong. I, I like the scripture that 
was read earlier this morning, it talks about they that wait upon the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord, he'll come and he'll renew his strength. And, and then renew the strength. And man, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, weak Christians. And they're weak because they're, they're not in the word of God. And they, they don't know their God. And they don't expect anything from him anymore. And they go around and, and, and they're limiting God. And God says, come on, lift up your eyes. Come on, look in the book once again. Look to me and see what I can do on your behalf. I am the God that created I, I created Adam and Eve. I am the God that created this world and, and the universe has had it all in motion. Look to me. Look to me. And so God today wants to make us, make us strong. And I love how it says that when we wait upon the Lord, we, he, we, we will renew our strength and we'll mount up with wings as eagles. We will run and not be weary and we will walk and not faint. Over in Romans 8 and 28, it says this, we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. I tell you, when you start to know God, and you know that he's working on your behalf and that he's working all things together. And I believe that for every one of you today. I don't care, I don't care what your background is. I don't care uh, what church you go to or you're just visiting with us or whatever. That doesn't matter. I know this, that God is working on your behalf. And God wants to, to, to make you strong. I look to the word of God and I look for examples of people who knew their God. And when they knew their God, they were able to, to believe him. And they were able to do expl exploits for him. I think of David. Because of David. David knew his God. When all of Israel was running high and then with their tail between their legs and hiding in caves because of Goliath. David, he knew his God. He knew his God. And he knew that even though it was a humble way of doing that through a slingshot and a stone, he would slay his giant. But it was because he knew his God. And he knew that his God would make him strong in that moment. I also mentioned to you Daniel in the lion's den. It was because Daniel, he knew his God so that when he was thrown into a lion's den, a place that he should not have survived just for a, a few seconds, because he knew his God, his God shut the mouths of the lions. Shut the mouths of the lions, and that night he had a peaceful sleep, and the lions couldn't touch him. Daniel, because he knew his God, he was strong. I think of others. I think of Elijah on, on Mount Carmel when he was going against all the prophets of Baal, 400 prophets of Baal, and they were all trying to say that their God was the God, and he let them go. But Elijah, Elijah, because he knew his God, and, and he said, all right, go ahead, do whatever you want. But in that moment, Elijah, because he knew his God was strong, he called out fire from heaven. He took care of the 400 prophets of Baal. That was, that's just another case. And I also like, I like the story. It comes out of Daniel. It talks about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I want you to know, I just love Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I want you to know, they're ones that were well versed in knowing God. And the Bible tells us that when it came time, it came time of opposition. It came time when they were being persecuted. And there, were, there was time their lives were threatened. And, and everybody else was against them. And they were told, listen, Shadrach. Meshach and Abednego, if you don't bow down before this image, we are going to throw you in a fiery furnace. Man, oh man, I don't know. You're, you know, your religion's good stuff. I'm going to church is good, but man, you're going to throw me into the fire? You're going to throw me into a, to a, to a den of lions? Yeah, you're, you're going to let me get, be ridiculed? 
Oh no. But the Bible tells us because Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they knew their God. They knew their God and they were able to say in that moment when it didn't, they didn't know. All they knew is they knew God. And they said, you know, king, you know, you can do what you want. You can say what you want, king. But we want to let you know this. That, you know, we are not going to bow down to your God. We're not going to bow down to your image. We're not going to cave in to popular opinions. But we are going to stand strong for God. And king, we're going to let you know this. We'll let you know this. That, you know, you can throw us in the fire. That's okay. And, and you know what? If we get consumed, that's all right with us. But we want you to know that we will not bend the knee or bow to you. And the word of God tells us that once again they came out of the fire. They came out of the fire without the smell of smoke. Because, because they knew their God. And they were strong in him. So, so thinking about that for just a moment as I get ready to show a video to you. Here's the, here's the opposite side. Here's, here's, here's the moment we have to face. If. We don't know our God, our expectation of him will drop off. We'll just get into a form of going to church, going through the motions. If we don't know our God, our expectation of him to do great things drops off. But I'm believing today that God wants to do great things here. I, I'm believing. I've already been thinking, oh, God, I know what you want to do here today. And, God, you know what I want you to do and what I know you can do? You're not limited to that. You're not limited to that. You can do a whole lot more than I'm thinking right now. Here's the sobering reminder, though. If we don't know our God, then our expectation drops. We will stop expecting great things from our God and certainly won't attempt great things for him. Here's what will happen if you don't know your God and experience his strength in you. The giants in the land will rule if you don't know your God. The lions will devour. They will devour whoever if you don't The false prophets, false religions, they will win if you don't know your God. You're not strong in him. And if you don't know your God, the fire, the fire of self-indulgence, the fire of self-indulgence, will consume us. That's the other side. However, if we do know our God, we shall become stronger in our power to meet and overcome temptation and evil. We shall become stronger in our ability to be a strength to others. We shall become stronger when we know who we are in Christ. We are stronger when we, uh, we are strong uh, and we shall do exploits for God by our prayer, by our witnessing, by doing all the things for the glory of God. There's a video clip I want you to watch. And maybe you've seen it before. But as you watch this video, it's called the butterfly effect. And as you watch it, and maybe you're watching it again, it doesn't matter. The message is true. God, this morning, 
wants you to start to flap your wings. He wants you to start to flap your wings. Let's watch this video. Let's have your heads bowed and your eyes closed. I'm confident this morning that somebody somewhere at some point in time was praying for you. I don't know how far it goes. I don't know how many generations. I don't know if it has to go way back to the first settlers of this country. Those that came over because of religious persecution. I don't know. But I know this today, that you are here because somebody flapped their spiritual wing. Somebody, somebody said, God, I pray. I pray for my grandchildren. I pray for their children and their children and, and all the descendants. Somebody, somebody is praying, has been praying for you. I want you to know today, as we heard the story and we heard, we heard the, the, the effects and it seemed like so insignificant but because of just obedience and, and an encounter, a, a surrendering to the moment, surrendering to the moment, God set something in motion. Two billion lives have been rescued and counting. That's an exploit. That's an exploit. This morning, I want to give you the opportunity I want to give you the opportunity because I believe that God is raising up people here today that want to know their God and they want to be strong and they want to do exploits. But it starts with an encounter with Jesus Christ. And so as the worship team comes back and they get ready to conclude our service, I want to give an opportunity for, for people here in the service to have an encounter with Jesus Christ. All I'm asking you to do right now is just answer this question. Have you had an encounter with the resurrected Christ? And as we come to this moment, I believe that Christ wants to meet with you. And I believe that he wants you to know him. I believe that he wants to make you strong. And I believe that he wants to do mighty exploits through you if you, if you will invite him into your life this day. So with heads bowed and eyes closed... I ask the question, have you had an encounter with the resurrected Christ? Have you had a definitive moment where you have met Jesus Christ? Not historic Jesus, but the living Jesus, the resurrected Savior. And I ask you further today, if you haven't and you'd like to, would you raise your hand? Because I'd like to pray for you this morning in our closing prayer. To see, yeah, Pastor, I would like to have an encounter. Yes, yes. I would like to have an encounter with the resurrected Christ. Yeah, just raise your hand and put it back down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, that's it. Different hands. Different hands have gone up. I just know that God's speaking to you today. I know that God is speaking to you and he's drawing you in. And so this morning... This morning, as we get ready to sing, I want to invite you to come to the altar. I want you to come, and if, if you didn't raise your hand, that's okay. But for those that did, I'm asking for the prayer team members to come, and they're going to stand around the front. And these people are here, and they're going to be praying. And they're ready to pray for you. They're ready to answer any questions. And also today, i got to ask the question, 
how's your butterfly wings working? Because the message of the video is this. It was just, it was just one, one event. It was just something done that didn't seem that significant, but turned out to rescue two billion people. You may think, you may think that you're insignificant, but I want you to know this morning, God has gone out of his way to make it known that you are significant and that he, he wants you to know him, he wants you to be strong in him, and he wants to do exploits. He wants to do exploits through you today. And so asking all of you to stand at this point, and as we conclude, conclude this time with, with word and prayer and in this song, I invite you to come. I invite you to come and, and come with, with, with your dream and say, Pastor, I haven't been doing that much, but today I want to. Today I, I want to believe you to do mighty exploits through my family, through my generations, through my friends, through my church, whatever it may be. I don't know. But today I'm giving you a chance to come and just, just be in agreement with one of our prayer team members and they're going to pray for you. We believe that this is a time of declaration. We believe that we are living in the day that, that the prophet Habakkuk prayed about. And he said, Lord, I have heard of your fame and I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. But, Lord, my prayer is that you will repeat them in, in our day. That in our time, oh God, you will make them known. And in wrath, remember mercy. Lord, that is our prayer today. We stand in awe of your deeds. And Lord, we ask that you would repeat them in our day and in our time and make them known. So Lord, we thank you today for what you are doing and for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Worship team, lead us in, in, in a song and then I'm going to give an invitation. Precious Heavenly Father, as we come to the conclusion of this service, Lord, we go away from this place understanding clearly that the people that know you and know you know how to spend time in the Word of God, they will become strong and they will do mighty exploits. We go away from this service today encouraged, glad that we've been here, but also aware that somebody, somebody in our past, somebody in our history had been praying. They had been flapping their spiritual wings so that we would be here today and that we would hear and that we would respond and that we too, even though it may be humble and it may seem so so simple that that move, that action will cause great exploits for you. Lord, may supernatural faith be released in each and every one. And we give you the praise for what you have done, for what you're doing and going to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed. Thanks for checking out this week's message. Bethel Church Podcast that it's blessed you and encouraged you, and that you come back and check out next week's message as well. 